0: This is The Elevator's Podcast. We discuss all things elevating your life, work, and relationships as you are building your business and yourself. Here are your hosts, Dylan and Courtney Button. All right. Welcome back to the Elevators podcast. Uh, Congratulations again for investing in yourself, investing in your business and your future. Building a career here with family heritage can be one of the best decisions that you've ever made. Uh, At this point, you've studied for and passed your licensing exam. You've memorized your sales presentation, persisted through a week of classroom style training, and you're in the field training portion of your brand new career. So at this point, you may have breezed through everything. Uh, You may have passed everything with flying colors. You may also have had some hiccups or turbulence along the way. You might find yourself somewhere in between, but regardless of your situation up to this point, the reality is how you approach Mm -hmm. this phase of your career will determine your success or lack thereof in this business. So in this episode specifically, we're going to discuss the first phase mentality and we couldn't be more excited for you or proud of you for making this decision. and we cannot express strongly enough how crucial your choices and overall mentality are from this point on. We will likely discuss uh, some of the topic some topics and concepts that you're familiar with, um, but our challenge is that you listen to this with a fresh set of ears and an open mind. Because if you take these concepts and you implement them wholeheartedly, you'll be really glad that you did. Uh, Today, I've got my wife, my beautiful wife and business partner, Courtney Buck. Hi, honey. Hi, honey. (laughs) Um, And we're going to discuss five crucial points to crushing this first phase of your career.
1: Perfect. Yes, I am super, super glad to be here. And our first point to crushing not only this first phase of your career but also a long-term career here is to choose a growth mindset. So everyone comes into this career for a handful of different reasons and regardless of our reasons for being here, a few really important focuses in choosing a growth mindset is first to focus on high activity in the beginning of your career And also developing skill. So, when you're focused on these two things, you're paving the way for a really solid, really, really solid career. So, when it comes to high activity, the things to focus on in this business are controlling the things you can control. So, high activity, we talk about the concept of a two out of three day. So every day, the first thing you're shooting for is to work eight hours. You know, we can control what time we're walking into our first business and what time we're leaving our last business. So eight hours is a no matter what. And then also along with that, high activity equates to the activity that we're doing within those hours. So within those eight hours, we want to be making 25 contacts or getting in six full demos or six full closing opportunities or closing presentations. Now, in the beginning of your career, you might find yourself more focused on just high activity in terms of the contacts. And one thing that Dylan and I have seen over and over again is if people are wholeheartedly committed to getting in six demos every single day, then that becomes a reality. So we just strongly encourage you to not only focus on just getting in your contacts, but focus almost more intentionally on getting in as many closing opportunities as possible. A really awesome way to supplement that, especially in your first the first phase of your career, is setting up appointments with friends and family in the evenings. That's a great way to get practice and on people that already know you, like you, and trust you. And also, I mean, for most of us, as we've built our businesses here and stepped into this career, we're convicted in the product and there's nothing more disheartening than wishing you had shared this product or opportunity with people in your life, the people that you care about most. So especially in the first phase of your career, that is a really awesome way to be able to supplement your demos. So let's say you get your 25 contacts in eight hours in the field but then the evenings you set up one or two zoom calls or friends and family appointments. And we highly encourage that. So with that, so high activity is a huge, huge pillar. And then second to that is developing skill and what developing skill looks like in the first phase of your career is racing to get your first 100 demos. (laughs) Um, There is nothing super advanced about mastering your sales presentation we talk about how you learn everything you need to learn in sales school to write twenty thousand in premium in a week, and I mean probably more than that. Probably more like forty or fifty thousand in a week. We learn everything we need to know in sales school. So the the more intentional you are, and the quicker you get to your first one hundred presentations, first one hundred demos, the better off you're going to be. So you're going to find yourself in this first phase of your career investing a lot more time before and after work mm-hmm. to memorize your presentation. Listen to a lot of the resources that are available to us as agents, both directly from Family Heritage and from our agencies. Also investing time reaching out to our field trainers or our agency owners or regional or market directors but spending as much time as possible to master your craft, which in the first phase of this career is mastering the basics.
0: Absolutely. And I'm I'm really glad that you brought up the product conviction a little bit in this part, just because um, one of the things that we want to tie into just choosing a growth mindset is choosing a really good attitude. And um, in the sales positions that I've had in the past, I've always had situations where I've uh, sold the product that i was selling and felt kind of weird or guilty afterwards and i'm just i'm so grateful that we sell a product that really helps people you know i've i've always felt weird about (laughs) showing what i'm selling to family and friends because um i don't know i just don't want to make it weird but this is the first time where i had something where i was like man i need to show this to my friends i need to show this to my family i need to have this myself Um, And I've never sat down with any of my, I I think I've probably protected close to a thousand families at this point, maybe more. Um, And I have never felt gross about a sale, right? I have never felt gross about one of those families that I protected because I know that I either put them in a good situation if something happens and even if nothing does, they're going to get 100% of their money back. So that stuff, just the product that we sell helps with our overall attitude in general, Um, But a couple of things that I want to talk about is just treating people really, really well, right? And keeping your mind on activity like Courtney was talking about, those two things will build a momentum of attitude that will carry you through days, weeks, and months in this career. Um, But not everybody, as you know, and when you're in direct sales are going to treat you like you are their best friend, right? And you get to treat every single one of your prospects like a buyer, Right? You get to treat every single one of your prospects like they bought everything that you offer. Um, and when you do, you feel so much better going into that next approach, right? Treat people well regardless of how they treat you and that will feed into the rest of your day and the rest of your approaches. Um, a great reminder just about attitude in general is life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. Right. We cannot control, like Courtney said, we can control how many hours that we put in. We can't control the effort that we put in with those, those hours, but we cannot control whether or not people are rude, whether or not they buy. Right, We can influence those by showing up as our best selves and developing and honing our skills, but we cannot control them. So when those weird situations come up or if you get a flat tire, or whatever thing that might be perceived as a negative situation comes up just remember that's only 10 percent of life those things that show up the rest of it is the 90 the 90 the other 90 percent is how you choose to respond to those things so choose to be solution focused as opposed to problem focused and it will elevate every area of your life and your career as you're building here and uh and outside of here so but uh Court, I'll pass it back over to you to maybe wrap us up and then bring us into the next point.
1: Perfect. Yes. So to kind of sum up, most of us, when we come into this career, any sort of selling or sales position, it's really tempting to gauge our success at the beginning on our results. For sure. And what we would like to encourage you and what your field trainers will encourage you as well is to put your confidence not just in the first phase of your career, but for your entire career in your effort and your attitude. And when those two things are on point and aligned and operating at full capacity, we can guarantee your success. Absolutely. Which is a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. The, when you are focused on the right things, the, the results, right. They just end up being a natural byproduct, of all that of all that stuff. Um, and, That'll, that'll kind of bring us into our next of the five crucial um, points, which is just setting yourself up to win by, one, using the stuff that we talked about in the first point and uh, having some really good conversations and, and stuff like that to really kind of influence and help the people that are in your life um, know how to talk to you when you're going through this.
1: Absolutely. So everyone in this, when they start out in this career, has a different set of their own cheerleaders. And when some of us go into this career, we've got everyone on our side who understands it. And a lot of us, I would say, who come into this career with that kind of a support team probably have experience in maybe direct sales, maybe full commission. But some people, when they come into this career, it can be kind of nerve wracking, not only for themselves as they choose to bet on themselves, but also for the people who are cheering them on maybe the people who would never themselves do a direct sales career, like they have that mentality of, I can see how you could do this, but (laughs) I would never do that. Um, So I think there, there are two, two really important aspects to talk about our helping our support team support us. One is helping them know how to support you and the conversations to have or not to have, but also helping them help hold you accountable. So, Along the lines of the conversations part, I think because this is a direct selling selling kind of career, the temptation for our support team is to ask us questions about our results. Like, how many clients did you have today? Or how many families did you protect? Or what was your premium? How much money did we make? (laughs) You know, and that, unfortunately, that is directly misaligned with what our focus should be, which is our effort and our attitude. So it was really important for us to encourage the people in our lives to ask us questions about the things that we can control. Like, have you gotten your two out of three day? How many demos did you get? How do you feel about your effort? Tell me a funny story. Tell me about the coolest person that you met today. Those are the kinds of conversations or questions that are really helpful for us to ask. And Dylan and I joke when he was starting out, (laughs) you know, this, uh, it didn't happen more than maybe one time, but I know when it it, happened once it didn't happen. (laughs) No, but when Dylan started out this career, he, he had this conversation with me just to express the value that I could provide him as he started out. And he just impressed his commitment to getting his two out of three days every day. So he just encouraged me to only ask him about that. And so, again, it only happened once. But <laughs> um, but there was a time when he was driving home from the field, and we were talking, and I asked if he got his two out of three day. He only
0: had five demos. He
1: only had five demos. <laughs> so I said, well, I'm not cooking dinner until you get your fifth, so I, or sixth, excuse me. So I guess you're calling a friend. <laughs> but um, so it didn't happen. I did. And he did. I did get six demos that day. <laughs> so I cooked dinner. He didn't, uh, he didn't did have to starve. did not go hungry. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. But um, so that's, that's a big piece is just helping our support team help us keep our mind in the right place. But the other side of that is helping them hold us accountable to our commitments outside of our mindset. It's really tempting when we're, you know, in this career now we're getting to set our own schedule for the most part. And we have a little bit more freedom and flexibility, which is a reason why a lot of us go into this career. But what that can turn into is we can abuse the freedom where, you know, maybe you've got a spouse who asks if you can take the dog to the vet on two o'clock on a Tuesday, your first week. (laughs) And that's (laughs) you know, that's just that's not aligned with you're getting your two out of three day. Uh or or can you stop by and get groceries or, you know, the the freedom exercising
0: freedom before you've earned the freedom. Exactly. So
1: the encouragement is to treat this as if, especially in the first phase of your career, as if you are clocking in and clocking out and you are unavailable for lack of a better way to put that to run extra errands and then the yeah, secondary the secondary piece of to that too is just asking the people in your life to not make you feel guilty for upholding those commitments mm. like uh why do you have to go to work at nine o'clock or I mean you don't have to you know right. so um helping the people or at rather asking the people in your life to encourage you when you are getting your two out of three days and you're really firm with yourself and with your schedule because it will pay off
0: for sure. And I mean, I know that I, I was so grateful to have you in the, in the beginning of this career, someone who just totally understood where I was coming from because we did have that conversation of what I wanted to accomplish, what our goals were, um, what my schedule was going to look like. And uh, you know, you just completely backed me a hundred percent and that helped with the next thing that we're going to talk about, which is just mental territory, um, and having those conversations can protect that mental territory. That is the most important territory. It is the only territory that is good territory or bad territory is the six inches between your ears. So um, having people asking you the right questions and having people, you hold you accountable to your highest self um, definitely will influence in a positive way that mental territory. Um, but the other part of that is it is, it's crucial when we're in direct selling to, to really understand that there is no bad territory, right? As long as there are people with bank accounts in territory, you the opportunity is abundant, right? And we get to realize that day in and day out, um, success in every area is possible. The need for what we offer is everywhere, right? It is everywhere. So, Wherever, wherever it is that you end up being, whether it's in a small town or a big town, as long as you go and focus on that growth mindset, developing skills and high activity, getting in your two, three days every day, no matter what, you're going to see a lot of success. Um, And it comes with just making sure that you buy in to as long as I talk to to enough people, I'm going to see the success that I want to see. And as long as I'm willing to develop the skills and go through the, the challenges that it takes to develop the skills, I'm gonna see the kind of success that I want to see. And that conversation that you're having with yourself throughout the day is also immensely important, right? And we call that self-talk, right? The things that we say are, say to ourselves about ourself, our situation, or the opportunity that we believe, right? So anything that we say about ourselves that we believe, anything that we say about our situation that we believe, and anything that we say to ourselves about our opportunity. That we believe ends up kind of shaping our reality and the way that we see the world and our territory, right? Our reality is simply the way that we perceive information. So, one thing to remind yourself of and remember is that it is literally impossible to think something negative while you're simultaneously saying something positive out loud. So, in the first little bit of your career, as you're developing these skills, That's what your self-talk should be about is developing skills and in high activities. Like, all right, it's okay. I I didn't, that approach wasn't perfect, but I'm going to be great at this career because I just keep going no matter what. doesn't matter what happens. I don't stop. Right. Okay. Who's next? Who's next? Who's next? All right. I just talked to Brad over at the Jiffy Lube and I'm about to go and talk to, uh, I think he said the manager over there was Sharon over at the Van's Auto Parts. So I'm going to catch up with Sharon. But talking yourself through your day and just coaching yourself um, is, I mean, it just really keeps the the mental chatter away from all the negative places that it can potentially go if you just are silent in your car, thinking about all the things that you might potentially be thinking about during any given day. So talk yourself into the situations that you want to be in. And don't, don't stay too quiet um, in between prospects. And it'll, I mean, it just, it does make such... A big difference if you're building yourself up and being your best coach if you played sports think to the best coach that you ever had they weren't always they weren't always just like a yeah you got this you're the best you're the best you're the best in the world <laughs> right sometimes they were and at times they were the coach that you needed that told you what you needed to hear and not necessarily what you wanted to hear like hey you're you're not you are sitting in your car a little bit too much right now it's time to eliminate fear and get into action and go and talk to the next family right? That can also be just a really productive form of self-talk to help elevate you to that next level, right? Because at the end of the day, your schedule is your lifeline. And I'm going to hand it over to Courtney to explain a little bit more about what that really means.
1: Yes. So point number three for us is just what Dylan said is schedule is your lifeline. And the, this is going to sound like a pretty extreme analogy, but when we think about lifeline, the best example we could use is if you were scuba diving and you're down at the bottom of the ocean, 100 meters, maybe not, that's not the very bottom of the ocean, but let's <laughs> say we're at, you know, a 100 meter dive and um, your lifeline is your oxygen tank. Right. And if you treat your schedule in this career as important as your oxygen tank is mm-hmm. at 100 meters and bottom of the ocean, then Things will work out. So I'll, um, I'll pass it back to Dylan to kind of walk through the definition of work because along the lines of schedule, it's really helpful to kind of put that into perspective, I guess.
0: Yeah. So work in our career is, right, it's talking to a prospect or being directly on your way to talking to a prospect. Mm-hmm. Anything that is not talking to a prospect or directly on your way to talking to a prospect is not work. Right. It's filler. It's admin. It's not the things that it's not an IPA, which is an income producing activity. Right. But going to the next prospect is right every single time. Right. And every single time that you're sitting in your car, maybe thinking about all the, you know, whatever, maybe what's my wife doing at home or, you know, whatever you're thinking about, maybe just on social media in your car. Right. That's those two things. This might sound drastic, but like Courtney was talking about being in a scuba diving uh tank and suit and everything like that 100 meters deep in the ocean doing those things hopping on social media in the middle of the day taking a break in your car that's not intentional or planned that's like taking a little needle and poking a hole in the tube uh, that is coming Mm -hmm. from your oxygen tank to your mouth right and eventually if we poke enough holes we're going to drown Yikes! so we just want to make sure that we are keeping that sealed by just moving all day long, staying positive all day long, curing curing fear with action all day long. Um, and one of the things that you can do to set yourself up for success, uh, again, when it comes to not taking too much time um, and poking those holes in your schedule is one of the things that Courtney and I were very intentional of at the beginning of my career was meal prepping. So we would take Sunday to prep out all the meals that I was going to eat throughout the day and put it in a big, you know, uh lunchbox that kept everything cold. And uh that was huge for me because I didn't have to stop at a lunch place and take a half hour break and get my mind totally out of the zone. I just took a, you know, 5-10 minute break, ate my food, and then when I was done eating my food, put it away and went and talked to the next business. Um so that so that was huge and I usually would intentionally have a time, again, I would have planned times where I was going to do these things. So I, I get hungry throughout the day and there's uh, goal periods was, which Courtney will talk about in a second. So at the end of goal periods, right, right before I restarted my day, that's when I would have a snack or have a meal um, before I went and, and started my next goal period.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, so let's say there's a morning from nine to 11 where you're just getting shut down, you know? So when you reset at 11, it's as if that didn't exist, and the only thing you get to focus on from eleven to one is just going to get in your two two more demos. So it is, and then whether let's say you had an enrollment and you signed up four people in those two hours at one o'clock, it's another opportunity to reset and not get complacent, and then go after two more demos from one to three, and. When you utilize a goal card, it's extremely helpful because when you use it the right way, you can sometimes fold it over to where you can no longer see any of the stats from previous goal periods. So it's really helpful to keep track of those daily every time you get back into your car. And we'll talk a little bit more about this later on, but the value of tracking your stats throughout the day on something other than a tool like sales rabbit or even your iPad is nice because when you're tallying those things up at the end of the day, it just makes it a lot easier. Um, but more importantly than that, it just helps you break up your day to where you are able to reset multiple times throughout the day.
0: Yeah, no, it is. I mean, it's, it is so helpful to be able to break up the day into bite-sized chunks and uh, they're, and I think people a lot of times underutilize goal cards because they undervalue cold cards because they don't really understand how helpful they are when it comes to mindset and actually helping people produce and keep their focus on the right thing. Um, but like Courtney was saying, if you do focus on just two hours of your day at a time, right, it's a lot of times I tell myself, it's like, and I say this out loud, part of my self-talk, right, is, man, I don't know if I can work my hardest from 9 to 5 p.m but I can definitely work my hardest from nine to 11. Right. And that one, that goal periods over, I take a deep breath,
1: <sighs>
0: eat my snack or my meal. And I just completely, I felt like Courtney said, I fold my goal card over so I can't see any of the stats on that card anymore. And it's just a fresh day, fresh, brand new day, fresh, brand new start from 11 to 1 PM where my only focus is going and getting two more demos. So, um, part and one of the things that kind of ties all that stuff together I guess a mentality that ties all that stuff together um, one that was really has always been really helpful for me is the deck of cards analogy right as you know right in a deck of cards there's 52 cards way more number cards than face cards way more face cards than ace than aces and if you can really think about your day as just like a, a game where it, hey I'm just going and I'm flipping over cards and every day the um the deck is laid out on the floor all upside down so you can't see what anything is and then you just go to one oh it's a number card go to the next one number card next one number card next one face card uh and then eventually right you're going to get to an ace so breaking down what these things mean so a number card right those are the people that they're just they're nose through and through that's they were born that way right doesn't matter what you say doesn't matter how good you are you are at the job you're going to show up and they're going to say no because they're a no, right? They're just a number card through and through Uh, the face cards. Those are the ones that uh, they could kind of go either way. And as you focus on developing skills, you're going to be able to convert more of those face cards to aces. And sometimes you're just going to catch those face cards on a bad day. And they're just going to be technically really a number card and the aces that's the complete opposite of a number card where it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter how bad you are at the job or how good you are at the job. They're just going to say yes because they're a yes, right? They are an ace. And if you are working hard enough and just going out and flipping over those cards, right? Oh, nope, not an ace, 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 not an ace. Not an ace. Eventually, you're going to find an ace. That's just how it works. Mm-hmm. And this, this product is so good that it just makes sense to, if you show it to enough people, it's just going to make sense to a few of them. Um, and that gets to be the mentality, and and again, as you as you <laughs> um, as you develop more and more skills, you'll find more and more aces because you'll be able to recognize and spot a number card faster and get out of those conversations, so you can spend more time with the real potential buyers. Um, but for in the beginning, like Courtney alluded to in the very beginning, just of the beginning of the episode, excuse me. Just go get your hundred demos. doesn't matter if they're number cards or aces. Just just go through the demos because it's going to take having a hundred bad presentations before you get in a hundred good ones. Mm. Um, but that deck of cards analogy, if you can just visualize that every day and your job is just go find the aces, go find the buyers, right? We live in a world of buyers. <laughs> just go find them. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so, so helpful. So fully adopt it. Go flip over as many cards as you can. And uh, ultimately, you're going to see a lot of success. So again, first, we've got choose a growth mindset sec- to set yourself up to win by, you know, really controlling your mental territory and talking to your people. Three, schedule is your lifeline. Do not poke holes in your schedule and your lifeline is going to be there to support you always. And then number four is be a student of the game. Be a student.
1: Yes. So I think this can actually be one of the big needle movers for everyone when they come into this career and actually can be a huge thorn for people who come into this career almost a little bit overzealous because when we've got people from all walks of life beginning their career with with family heritage and a lot of people when they come into this career do have A reasonable amount of sales experience and when we talk about being a student we encourage everyone to be a student regardless of your prior experience and the reason for that is because we are are blessed with some extremely effective systems that we know work and if something else worked better then that's what we would teach i mean even along the lines of the deck of cards analogy no one is above number cards. <laughs> We're right. in sales. Right. <laughs> so and no one is above having a really good and consistent schedule. So all, along those lines, regardless of your experience, no one is above being a student of the game in this business. So so along those lines, it's crucial. One of the very first things that goes along with being a student of the game is tracking and entering in your stats every single night There, this is, I would say, one of the biggest, if not the biggest thing that helps us help you as you are beginning at beginning your career. And the reason for that is because all of the metrics help us determine what to coach you on and what to help bolster your skills in, if that makes sense. So if um, we just highly encourage you, even before you leave your territory at the end of every day, look at your goal card, tally everything up, total it, enter in your stats and submit before you even drive home. Because, so, I mean, as long as your stats are 100% entered and accurate, we can, with 100% certainty, help you improve. For sure. Week over week.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's, it's really fun. I mean, it's actually pretty cool. We can, I mean, after a few months, we'll do a business review or someone will do a business review with you. And we'll be able to break down your stats to show you exactly how long it takes you to get a demo, how many intros it takes you to get a demo, how many demos it takes you to protect a family, um, and show you exactly how much you're getting paid per hour, how much you're getting paid per demo, how much you're getting paid per contact that you make. And that's a fun way to look at the job because all of a sudden you're like, okay, every time I talk to a person, indirectly I make 10 bucks because it's getting me that much closer to the yes that I need to get to. Awesome. Right. That's a great mentality to move through the field with is, all right, I've talked to 10 people today. I've already made 100 bucks because you know that every single that's what that contact is worth based on your statistics. So and after a few again, after a few months, we'll be able to show you and break that down for you and show you exactly what it looks like.
1: Yes. And with that, it also is crucial as you're being a student to be mindful of what you're listening to both on your way to and from your territory in evenings and in between prospects. I mean, we've got tons of resources available to us through Family Heritage, through our agency. And the the biggest thing is, along the lines of what Dylan was talking about with self-talk, is if we are not speaking something out loud that is positive or ingesting something that's helping us, then inadvertently opposite is true or happening
0: yeah people are naturally negative it's a lot more a lot easier to think negative than it is to think positive but Mm -hmm. it also takes a lot more energy to think negative than it does to think positive so yeah um and uh but so i guess if the really being a student is being a student of Selling in general, but also just with the specific sales talk that you were taught in sales in sales school, uh, one tool that you should be utilizing daily and throughout your career, but especially I would say in the first three months, is listening to the Sales Talk 201, which is posted in the show notes here. Um, just every day, just remind yourself and or what the sales talk is and what the cycles are, what the points of the cycles are. Um, it is really really crucial to. Really helping you understand what you're trying to communicate and get across to the person that is sitting across from you on the field. Another huge part of being a student is being profoundly aware <laughs> of the rationalizations that our brains make to get us out of doing the things that are difficult but inevitably are going to be good for us. Um, you know, the way that I think about rationalizations is they are simply rational. Lies that we tell ourselves to make us feel better about the decision that we're about to make, that we know isn't ultimately going to be the best thing for us, right? Like when we are, you know, it's like okay, I'm come hell or high water, I'm going to be focused on high activity, not gap. I'm going to be focused on developing skills, not sales, um, for 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 the first little bit of my career, and then something comes up where they get frustrated, they have maybe a day where they don't sell anything, or a couple days where they don't sell anything, and it's like ah why am I not selling anything? And it's all of a sudden the attention gets drawn from activity and gets put into results. Right. Or people are, that think, okay, it's, a, yeah, it's a really good idea to set the people up in my life to understand the things that they should be talking to me about and the things that they should not be talking to me about. Um, and then they don't actually end up having those conversations or all of those conversations that are necessary to set themselves up for success. Um, or knowing that every territory is good and then you know, walking in, meeting a few rude, pe- rude people in a row and saying, oh, it's my territory. I must have bad territory. That is not a thing, right? The only territory that matters is the six inches between your ears. And remember, remind yourself that whenever you start to think differently. Um, and then being wholeheartedly committed to your schedule right? Knowing that, you know, there's going to be times where we are like, ah, I feel like it might actually be good for me to jump on social media right now. <laughs> there is not a time where that's a thing, right? That is a rational lie that we tell ourselves so that we can be mentally lazy and check out. And there's it's okay. It's okay to be on social media. Check that have a time where you do that maybe at night or whatever. You know, don't feel guilty for being on there. Um, but when you're on the field, it's not the time, right? We are high achievers we're trying to we are betting on ourselves we're running our own business and that is a just a shot in the foot when it comes to productivity so i guess i would just challenge you to step into a different level of integrity and just just hold yourself to a higher standard than you ever have to, you ever had before um you know when it comes to just sticking to i'm going to become the best version of myself Right every day that I go out, it's just practice. I am practicing to become the best salesperson I can be, the best me I can be. Um, I'm gonna set myself up for success, so I'm gonna have those conversations, even though they're gonna feel weird. Uh, I'm going to commit to my schedule. I'm going to just fight through all of the and just move through the fear that I experience and the jitters that I experience by just. Counting down three, two, one, and getting out of my car and going to the next business. Because you don't know if you don't go. Our fifth and final point is just commit fully. If you haven't already, commit fully. Decide that this is your deal. So if you look at the word decide, unfortunately, we have destroyed language. But if you look at the original meaning of the word decide, the Latin root, d-e, day is off, and side, c-i-d-e, is kill, to kill. Right. So the word decide literally means to pick one thing and kill off all other options. Right. Just decide this is your deal. Right. Come hell, high water, rain, typhoon, tornado. I'm going to figure this thing out because if you are committed, the only options are to stay and get really good at this job or to stay and suck. And if you made it through the interview process and you made it through sales school, you are smart enough to decide to stay and get really good as opposed to the other option. But whenever I'm talking to a new group or a new person about the, the idea of commitment, um, one of the books that always comes up is the art of war. And, uh, one of the battle strategies specifically that they speak about in there is, so if there's two different ones, one where the opponent is surrounded on three sides and one battle strategy where the opponent is surrounded on all four sides, um, just totally surrounded, most people would say that the battle strategy where they surround their opponent on all four sides is going to be the most effective one. Now, the reason that the one, that reason that's not the case and the one that they're only surrounded on three of the sides is more effective is because the opponent's mentality when they're surrounded on all sides is I'm going to fight or I'm going to I'm going to fight and win or I'm going to die trying, right? Those are the only options because they're surrounded, right? Now, the reason that the being surrounded on not all four sides is more effective is because it opens up another option in the opponent's mind where they can run, right? I'm going to fight and die or I'm going to run. So in one of the stories that just paints this so beautifully is the story of Cortez, um, which... If you haven't heard the story of Cortez where he burned his ships, it's it's phenomenal. I mean, essentially back in 1519, Hernan Cortez landed in Veracruz, right? What we now know as Mexico, and they were there to overthrow the Aztecs, right? And they landed with 600 men with no armor, excuse me, no armor. And the Aztecs, their counterparts had lots of it. <laughs> so, but what happened is Cortez demanded that they burn the ships, right? They burn their own ships, so think about that. They're burning their own ships. So there is no way to get back home <laughs> except for on the opponent's ships, right? This, either, this army was either going to be successful or go down fighting, but there was no turning back. And because of that ingenious mentality of, hey, I'm committed, come hell, high water, rain, typhoon, tornado, there's no turning back. They had a tenacity that was not going to be conquered, and therefore they did the conquering. But there are a few different commitment points that we would like to dive into, so I'll pass it over to Courtney for that.
1: Yes. So I would narrow it down to three separate commitment points when we think about this career. So the the first commitment point that I would challenge you to embrace is your first three months. Your first three months in this career is when you are building an extremely solid foundation. You're building your habits. You're learning the ins and outs of the career. You're learning the ins and outs of the product, the claims process. You're essentially building your new life in this career. And at the end of your three months, that's when you start to truly implement and see the fruit of what we refer to as earned flexibility. That's when after three months in this career of building a solid foundation, when you have planned time off or time away, that time away doesn't take away from your business, that enhances your business. So your first three months is the most important of the three commitment points. The second commitment point is the two-year mark. And Financially, the significance of the two-year mark in this business is that's when you become 50% vested for the lifetime of your clientele. And that's essentially just when the vesting schedule starts. And what's awesome is at that two-year mark, you will have a solid book of business, a client base, a long list of businesses that you work with, six months over six months, year over year, where you are, you're the local local agent and you're having a lot of fun and that's also when you will have established a really solid team around you and built those relationships whether that looks like people in a team that you're leading directly or leading beside regardless two years into this business is is when it starts to settle in that you truly couldn't see yourself anywhere else and then the third commitment point is the five-year mark, and the five-year mark, I guess the financial significance is that's when you are 100% vested for the life of your clientele, so at that point, five years into this business, your business will have compounded year over year, and you have built up a willable asset that is with you for the rest of your life and beyond for as long as your clients stay on the books, so the, the other significance for your five-year commitment point, is just the, the simple freedom. I think a lot of us pursue this career because of the freedom and the flexibility and the uncapped earning potential. Five years, when you see that through, that becomes a true reality.
0: Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I guess the only thing that I would add to that is if you are the type of person that can fathom, you know, 10 and 15 years into the future, I would I would encourage you to really think about what you want that to look like uh, one of our old mentors and someone who had interviewed quite a few billionaires noticed that the common denominator between all of them was their ability to focus and their ability to focus over long periods of time, mm-hmm. right? And really when it comes down to it, our endurance in this career or in marriage or in anything is in direct proportion to the size and the clarity of our vision. So it's worth taking some time to really think about what you would long like, like to accomplish over the next three months, over the next two years, over the next five years, 10 years and further. Mm. Um, and then really just put in the work to see those things come to fruition. Um, because yeah, again, for a lot of us, this is the last thing that we're ever going to have to do for money. And, uh, that's pretty cool. And it allows us, you know, whenever we want to, to open time up for passion projects and really doing whatever we want and living the life that we want to live. And, uh, essentially building our work around our life as opposed to our life around our work and uh, that's the dream you know the amount of freedom that people are able to build for themselves here is pretty unmatched
1: absolutely and with that I'd say commitment definitely shows up in a lot of ways in different phases of your career And one very simple way that commitment can show up that we'd recommend is just that you choose to audit your sales talk. And the frequency at which you audit your sales talk is going to be different depending on the phase of your career. But what that essentially means is just recording yourself doing a presentation and then listening back just to see how close you are to your script. Because a lot of times what happens to us as salespeople is we you know, end up (laughs) inserting a lot of fluff or one liners or things that, you know, that we thought were or we think work really, really well, but then what we find is our our presentation ends up being twice as long as it (laughs) should be. So um, I would say if in your if you're in your first few weeks of the career, what you might find yourself doing is auditing your sales presentation every single day, if not every other day. In your first few months you might do it every single week. And even in the long term At least once a month, as long as you're trying to stay sharp and in the field, it makes sense to audit your presentation.
0: For sure. And I guess another thing along those same lines, uh, just with the way that commitment can show up in, in the career, is continuing to take time to invest in your career, right? Whether it's listening to podcasts, whether it's this or sharpening the saw, or listening to audios that have been recorded at different meetings and events, um, but another big one is actually taking the time to go and follow other agents that are doing really well in or outside of your organization, um, can really make a big difference. And I've, what I've seen over and over and over again is a lot of newer agents. They think that if they take a day off the field, all of a sudden that's time where they're not going to be earning money, where maybe for that day, that's true. But a lot of times what they miss is that day is an investment that's, going to ultimately help them sell a lot more over the next couple of days and the next couple of weeks in the next few months as a, you know, whereas if they had just not gone and followed, then they just stay at that same level without seeing, because it can take just one little tweak to your presentation or one little thing that you've been missing that you're like, Oh man, I can't believe I haven't been saying that, which is again, the, the value of auditing your sales talk to really just level up and, Start go from selling 2,500 a week to 5,000 a week, or 5,000 a week to 10, or 15 or 20,000 a week. Um, and it really just takes comes from being willing to invest in your business and seeing that time as time invested, not time spent or thrown away. And obviously, in the beginning, you're going to be following a lot more, but even as you're going through your career, I think it's healthy to follow, you know, once a month or at least once every quarter.
1: Yeah, I would just say to bring home, especially this fifth point of committing fully, there are so many great things about this career and so many things that this career affords us both lifestyle-wise and financially and otherwise. And I think it's really easy when we're thinking about all the good things to overlook the challenges in this career. And when we talk about committing fully, it's committing even though it's going to be hard. And right. especially these first few weeks, few days, few months of your career, embrace the challenge. Like okay. Step in, press into the challenges. And when you choose to burn your ships and when you choose to embrace the challenges and stay committed to your schedule no matter what, then it will pay off.
0: Amen. So choose a growth mindset. Set yourself up to win by having those conversations you need to have and choosing great self-talk. Decide that your schedule is going to be something that you do your absolute dead level best with. And uh, when you do mess up, because you will, forgive yourself and get right back on track as fast as you possibly can. Be a student of the game. Learn all of the basics to a very, very high level. Commit fully. And again, this can be one of the best decisions that you've ever made. Thanks for being here with us and we look forward to seeing you next time. See you later. This has been an Elevated Podcast production. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out our Instagram page at Elevated Financial. Like, share, and let us know what you want to hear more of.